Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Antisocial Butterfly Podcast. I am your host, Lizzie Correa, and I have my husband here, Freddie Correa from Thanks for the Invite Podcast. I have a returning guest, Jenny Hazel. I had her on episode 53. She is a musician, talented artist from the Netherlands. When we had her back on episode 53, she had just released her single, Antisocial Butterfly. This time, she has released a full album. Go check it out. Remember me out now. So we have her back here to talk about the album and just have a great conversation. We also have her producer for this album, Justin, on here, which was another special treat to have. So I am super thrilled for you guys to uh, check out this episode. It was a fun episode talking to them. It was, I felt like it was very, um, I use this word on the episode, organic, just a flow. You know, sometimes you could have some guests that you ask them a question and they just give you a yes or no answer and the flow was great. I loved it. It was great learning uh, from other great, you know, people that live in another part of the world and just learning how they live and how they talk to each other. They're great musicians, young and in college and very talented. They produced an album and they just released it, 11 songs. We learned the difference between an EP and an LP. That was a really good question, man. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm like, yeah. they kept saying that. And I'm like, what What does that mean? <laughs> I always, when people say EP, I just go with it like I know. I know it's a smaller uh, um, version of an album, but I didn't know like the extended play. I am so intrigued by her mm -hmm. because I've never met an artist, an upcoming artist, or you could consider her a normal person just like me and you and yeah. she's going to school and she's still chasing her passion mm -hmm. which is music yeah so it's just so inspiring for me that you could still do this route of education or do whatever the hell you want and still pursue your passion or whatever it may be and that's mm -hmm. what she's doing and she's doing it in her own way there's no right way to like she said how to write music how to do music but she is yeah. doing it her own way meaning she just created this beautiful album she didn't feel the need to create a music video. She wants to create one. She didn't feel the need, oh, I have to go on tour, or I have to you know, sing it in front of yeah. live, in front of people. No, she's doing it her own right. way, and which is very inspiring out, too. You, you're putting out the content, right? Your art, the, the art that you create, you're putting it out. It's like, it's like sometimes things will hold us back, mm -hmm. and, and it's, in, it's like an obstacle. Like, Let's say somebody wants to start a podcast. They're like, no, I want to have all the right equipment. I want to have the perfect microphone, the perfect camera. It's like, you got a smartphone. Just record into it. Mm -hmm. Just talk. You want to do video? Put put a little tripod. If you don't have a tripod, set up the phone against um, a cup. I don't know. There's ways to create your art and put it out. You don't always have to have all these pieces. Oh, well, I'm going to have to set up a lounge and perform live. You know, That's mm -hmm. beautiful that what she's doing. She's like, no, I'm just going to put this album out. And, and not just an album, it's the quality is great. It's a beautiful album. I forgot to tell her. Sometimes I don't like to compare, obviously, because, you know, it could come across wrong mm -hmm. maybe. But remember I told you her voice reminds me a little bit of Regina Spector? Yes, yes. It's a very, very nice voice, beautiful voice. So, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. going to probably hear it now <laughs> when she hears Damn it. I hope it's not 
disrespectful, but Regina, no, I, mean, I love Regina. No, Jenny, we need it as a compliment. Another thing I forgot, I think you were going there, and we kind of steered away from the conversation, but now she'll hear this. We said we wanted to record a, a cover version of her song. Oh, yes, because we, we did mention we sang her song. Should we, should, we, should we edit this part? Should we not tell her? Well, we kind of already mentioned it, so <laughs> cat's out of the bag now. So yeah, surprise, I wanna, Jenny. <laughs> I, wanna, I, will, I would like to do that. That would be, be a fun project just to put out. And then it's another way of promoting her because we'll put out cover. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do. You know this. When I hear a song that I like, I like to hear covers. Yes. Because I'm not like I'm not attached to the artist at one point, but the art, you know, like the beautiful lyrics, the music, and I want to hear someone else's version. Of course, the artist's version is always going to be the best, um, the original form. But that's one of my favorite things. Have you noticed that? You noticed that. Yeah, I like that you do that because then you see different versions of mm -hmm. how people interpret or create that's you know that's the song yeah so no let's do it i think it would be a great way to promote what if we do it at gills well we talked about that i think we it was a joke but i'm like would this be a did we talk about that like yeah we did one of the songs uh for the for the little concert we're gonna throw for gills retirement party i can't believe that's actually happening guys so i did lizzie korea this is announced now Special announcement, she will be our lead singer. I have a band, guys. <laughs> yeah, I have a I'm band. starting a band. <laughs> My buddy Gil, he's retired, and um, he's a professional musician. He said 17 or 18 years he was a professional musician. He moved to Vegas from the Bay Area, and he played in lounges professionally up and down the strip for – Almost two decades. That's crazy, man. He's super talented. Uh, super. Amazing I, bass player. Yeah. And I say super talented because we were listening to songs that he didn't even know. And he was getting the notes just with his ear. Just like you. You have a... You guys both no, have that gift. But, but he he starts feel, he starts putting a rhythm. He's never played cumbia before. We were playing uh, Natalia La Forcade, cumbia, Selena. And he's all, he's all getting down with the rhythm. And he was smiling, and, and and I was like, like I would turn around and look at him, and he's smiling. I'm like, I I kind of remembered our days in the worship team at church. People would always tell me, "Why are you mad?" Because I, I I remember on the ride home, I told you I need a I need to start showing that I enjoy playing music, because I'm enjoying. I love playing music, but for some reason I'm just too concentrated over here, and I'm not smiling. I'm not enjoying it. You know. But uh, he's there, like grooving. You're singing with a smile, and I'm not singing with a smile. But you're. Uh... <laughs> I'm just self conscious about that. Yeah, I guess. you're just self conscious, and you are going to be the piano player for. Yeah, I'm be playing this, the piano. This event that's going on, I sometimes don't want to think about it too much because if I do think about it too much, I freak myself out. Yeah. And that's why so I wanted to up... ask Jenny, like, for tips of how yeah. does she get over not even just singing in front of people but you know she's singing in the lives that she does or singing in front of justin mm -hmm. uh and i like what she said you know just if you love what you do yeah people are gonna see that and you just have to do it and yeah so we have a set list 
We have some songs. We have a set list. Do you want to um, share this? Do you want to share the, yeah. Yeah, the let's list. talk about some. So, Natalia Laforcade, Nunca es Suficiente para Ti, the Cumbia Angeles Azules version. Um, what else? Como Selena, la Como La Flor. That's a good one. So, those are kind of like our rhythm, a little faster songs. And then Bruno Mars. Bruno what is it Mars. Called? It Will Rain. It Will Rain, yeah. We were debating maybe considering putting the Rihanna We Found Love in a hopeless place. That drummer that was playing, oh my God, he is good. He's good. He can do that for that song. Yeah. Oh, that the song I one. wrote? The D song. Oh, the song you wrote. <laughs> oh, the D song. <laughs> yeah. So Freddie starts, because they didn't really have a set list when we arrived. They were creating the list as yeah. we were jamming out. Just, and I think Gil just wanted to fill, fill it out, see where we're at, you know. Mm. So then Freddie starts playing a song that he wrote when we were going to church. Yeah. <laughs> and they jammed out to it. And yeah. the drummer was getting down with his beat, mm -hmm. everyone. And then Gil's like, what song is that? Yeah. Not saying it's your song. But I like, didn't want to. I just, I just said it's a church <laughs> song. I didn't say it was mine. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's a church song. And he's like, yeah, they like it. And then he added uh, a, a few chords to, to the song. I, I kept doing that during the podcast. I would go off camera and I, I felt like they might think I was doing cocaine or something. Oh. <laughs> I kept going like this. <laughs> I, I got allergies. I got some allergies today. No wonder I'm a little stuffy. I'm like, yeah, I have I'm like stuffy little too. minor. I have. I don't have it as bad as you sometimes, but I do get some congestion. Well, if if you get stuffy, I'm definitely gonna be stuffy. Yeah, well, I'm a but, little um, bit. Like I woke up, like why am I a little, like stuffy, woofy? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that song, the D song, is called Bria and Me, and I, I really, it's one of my favorite songs. Like, I, I could sit there and just play that. And I, I was telling you, I want to record that one, too. I want to record it and put it out there, um, even though it's a gospel, you know, uh, worship song. It's art. It's art, and it's a beautiful – the lyrics are beautiful. Um, and it's something that I wrote uh, when I would I would take my break when I was um, a busboy uh, at the casino where Graveyard. And I would take my break, and, and um, Jeffrey Olsen, who – passed away a long time ago he he was a director of banquets so i would they had a grand piano and he would let me play the piano they had a piano in the in the banquet area and i would play and employees would pass by i'm there in my busboy uniform just playing and one day just playing with those notes i started writing that song and it, and it, it kind of just came to me the lyrics and everything so it was pretty cool because i thought about Oh, and Gil added that new little note. He, he added this part. I like that little bridge. I mm -hmm. don't have to write for that part or something. But <laughs> anyway, going back to the cover, that'd be cool. And next time we meet up with Gil, mm -hmm. we could play that song. It's, it's right. That'd be Which cool. one? Antisocial Butterfly. Because maybe we could play it on the live event. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's a really in catchy tune. In honor of Jenny. In honor of Jenny, yeah. Yeah, let me do some coke real quick. <laughs> oh, I'm blowing his nose. This tis the season, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, no, Don't I'm not forget. sick. No, no, I, I mean, like, allergies. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being a part of it as well, because last time when I interviewed her, it was only me and her, and now we had two new people join us. Uh, we had her yeah. producer, and we had you and it was just a great conversation uh, jenny is your first returning guest other than myself like yeah. she's the first uh, official returning guest on, the, on your first. podcast oh there we go yeah my first official i think i mentioned that in the intro when i uh said uh jenny hazel the return the return of jenny hazel yeah so thank you guys for supporting as always make sure you go follow justin and Jenny Hazel, and while you're at it, if you haven't followed us, what are you doing? Follow us. Yes. Subscribe, subscribe. to both of our channels. Freddie has a channel as well that he's putting out his content with podcasts. So make sure you show your support there too. All right. Let's start the show. Antisocial Butterfly Podcast. We are here to inspire dreams and help you spread your wings to fly. Baby girl, it's okay to be shy. But now it's time to kiss fear goodbye. Welcome to a special episode of Antisocial Butterfly Podcast. And as well, thanks for the invite podcast. My guest today is a returning guest she was on episode i believe 53 so way back in the day and i am so thrilled to have her back please help me welcome not just only jenny hazel but her producer justin to this episode hello guys thank you so much for being here with us today thank you for having us yeah thanks. yeah <laughs> thank you Super so much thrilled. for joining us all the way from the netherlands yeah and only i'm in the netherlands yeah. Oh, okay, where are you at, Justin? <laughs> I'm in Hamburg, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. And, and Jenny, I was listening. Uh, There's a second time I listened to a podcast. I wanted to listen to episode 53, where you did the interview with Lizzie. And so you're you're also from Germany. Yes, I just live in the Netherlands right now. But yeah, nice. I'm like from Hamburg, like like Justin is. Okay, right on. So um, the the new album that you recorded, <laughs> did you? Did you come out to Jenny, Justin, or was it vice versa? Um, I think it was a lot of both, actually. It's <laughs> oh, yeah? It's been a yeah. process. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little more later, but uh, I can. We were sitting here a couple of days ago, and we couldn't even remember which songs we recorded where because it's been so many <laughs> and so different places. So we recorded some stuff here. We recorded some stuff in Darmstadt, where I studied and moved away from about six months ago, which is close to Frankfurt. Um, oh, nice. Uh, we recorded some stuff um, in the Netherlands as well. So, yeah, we've been. Uh, it's oh, been all over the place. All yeah. over the place. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were doing a stream about, I think, the album. And uh, yeah. you guys were speaking, don't call me, but another language. It wasn't English. <laughs> and was I was German, so. Yeah. It was German. Okay. Yeah. I was so impressed because you guys are speaking so well, obviously, in English. And then you're speaking German. <laughs> How many languages do you guys speak? And pause. I was telling Lizzie, I said, it has to be more than three. Yeah, he said at least three. At least three. three. At he least said at three. least three. <laughs> well, 
I can go first. I'm I'm a little I'm actually a little uh, a cheater. I'm not quite as impressive with learning languages as you would think. Uh, I speak German, obviously. I grew up here, but uh, my mom's actually from California, from the Bay Area. So I grew up um, speaking both English and German. Um, so I actually didn't learn a foreign language. I was lucky enough to be raised speaking two languages as a native speaker. Okay. But I only uh, speak those two languages. I okay. took French in school, but it wasn't very successful. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. I just know la table, la table. The table, can that's say, it. In I, can, I can say, yeah, bonjour, and uh, do you speak English, of course, is very important. Too, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, oh, man. So did, cool. did, did you grow up part, some, sometimes uh, did you come out to the Bay Area? I still bit? have a lot of um, family in the Bay Area. My grandparents, um, my uncle, they all still live close to the Bay Area, or some of them live a little further south, more towards San Luis Obispo in the Central Valley. Um, and oh, yeah. uh, I've... I was there a lot, and then I haven't been there for, I think, six years now because of COVID and everything. So, mm -hmm. But in the spring, finally, again, after a way too long time, I'll be flying back yeah. to the States. To be in Las Vegas uh, as well. Ooh. We're doing a road trip. When is that going to be? Uh, I think uh, end of March, beginning of April. Kind oh, of cool, that, man. That area. Yeah. Should, uh, uh, have you come out to a, one of the comedy shows out here? You ever been to a comedy show in the Bay Area? Uh, I actually don't remember. I don't think so. Maybe one of yeah. our first comedy shows we went to together when we were newlyweds was in San Francisco. This is before I, don't I think even. They know you're a comedian, babe. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I do stand up comedy. <laughs> oh, how nice! I do stand up comedy. I podcast. Um, and uh, this before I started doing stand up, I've been doing it for eleven years. Um, in which is mini school school is nothing but. When we were first married 17 years ago, uh, we were just trying to find something to do and looking at advertisement. We're like, hey, let's go see a comedy show. And we went to see one in San Francisco. That's our, that's one of our favorite areas to go to, the Bay Area. We love the Bay Area. As long as you don't have to live there, it's it's very, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Living there yeah, is that's true. a little too expensive. <laughs> yeah, especially the way it is now. And uh, so when, when, you get, when you would travel – to back and forth with Jenny. So, is it a lot of equipment that you carry to to produce to record? Yeah, it's not. It always surprised me how much it ends up being, but it's also not as much as you would think. I have a, like a really cool, smart backpack, yeah. um, which is I don't know how quite how big it is. I don't know, thirty five liters, maybe forty liters. I, I don't know what it is in gallons. I'm, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Um, the metric system. The, met the metric system. The listeners can figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's roughly it's roughly divided by four. You know, so some I don't know, ten, yeah. twelve gallon backpack. Does that sound about right? You know, it's a big backpack, and I can fit everything I need to record into there, basically, except the microphone stand. Uh, but Jenny has one of those, um, mm -hmm. so I basically just put everything else in. It's but yeah, it's my microphone, my audio interface, my cables, my laptop. Uh, whatever else I need. It's a lot of finicky little small things, but uh, yeah, it works. So it's, yeah, a backpack is enough theoretically to do that. Unless, yeah. of course, Jenny comes to me, then of course uh, I don't need to do anything. I, <laughs> everything is already Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's definitely doable. And uh, yeah, I've done it. I don't even know how many times. It's been a lot of times I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Right on. Jenny, he speaks two languages, which is still pretty awesome. How many languages do you speak? German is my native language, obviously. I learned uh, English in school, so I speak 
English also, and I study um, in the Netherlands, but I study in English, so I also learned a lot of English now here while I'm studying. And yeah, since I moved, I moved here three years ago, so I also learned quite a lot of Dutch. So I would say I'm not like very fluent in Dutch, but I can get by with my Dutch. Nice, but you just <laughs> took a language certificate, Jenny. That's true. Yeah, I did. I actually, um, I did. I took a, a language test, so I have a certificate that I am theoretically able to speak Dutch on the level B2. I don't know if that says anything to you, but yeah. So what is the certificate? Is it something that, like, um, it, it's it's a school thing, or is it something uh, in the country, like, kind of like, like, like a permit, or kind of like to, an acknowledgement that you know how to speak Dutch? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like a legal acknowledgement, so okay. that, for example, I can, if I go to a Dutch university and I want to study in Dutch, then they want to know that I'm able to do that, so I need to prove that I have a certain level of Dutch that I can speak, and so that's just the level for the bachelor's degrees, the, the, yeah, the level I did. That's wow, great. That's Congratulations. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love how he's your hype man. He's like, yeah. remember that certification? <laughs> I love yeah, that. You, you need someone like that. <laughs> you're, you're downplaying right? it. And he's like, Justin's like, no, no, but you got a certificate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's something to brag about. Required work to get is not just easy to, 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 you know, to get it one like that. So congratulations to you. Wow. So three languages. How do you say thank you in Dutch? Thank you. Thank you. How do you say it? Dankjewel. I feel okay. weird doing this because I'm not Dutch, but yeah. German is danke. Danke. Nice. Similar. Yeah. Danke. Jenny, I see you have, is that a keyboard behind you? Yes. So you sit there and and you spend some time, you know, and like when you feel inspired and that's when you get down and write. Did you write all the music? I did. I mm. wrote all the songs myself. I write all of my songs actually uh, on the piano first. So yeah, most of the songs either in my hometown in Germany or yeah, I worked in here on that piano and then Justin and I put them together. That's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite songs, we listened to the whole album mm -hmm. and uh, one of my favorites is it's that last one. It's very short, but it's yeah. it's awesome. Remember me, I believe. Yeah, the title track. It's really, it's, I, I like it a lot. Uh, all the songs are so, like the lyrics are very deep. It's it's, very it's pretty cool. Yeah, very yes. poetic. Thank you. It's, it's amazing. Very yeah. poetic, very Thank beautiful. You. Your voice has so much soul, like back in the old days. You have this melody when you do uh, the vibrato, I think it's called at mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. So pretty. Your voice it really shines in this album. Yeah, Thank it doesn't so seem much. like it's, it's, it doesn't seem like, you know, sometimes the newer artists will, like, you could tell the difference when it's not seasoned, I would say, kind of. You have, like, a very trained voice. Did you go to school, or is it all just uh, natural? Did you go to school for, vo like, vocal classes and stuff? No, I never I never did. It was, I mean, I tried uh, training my voice some while ago. I really had a phase where I got very interested into like musical theater and Broadway singing and stuff like that and yeah I would look up YouTube videos uh, yeah. yeah they teach you how to sing like that and I would just yeah try to like teach myself 
but yeah, I never went like to um, a school or anything. You did wow. sing choir, though. Natural. Oh, oh yeah, I, I sang in a choir for a while. That's true. Got for school? <laughs> yeah, for school. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things I think um, when it comes to music or pretty much any talent, there's the two schools of thought. Either you're born with it or you could train yourself, right? And you can learn it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the things. But when it's natural, it's always like, man... It's like, man, what a what a gift. That's amazing. And a gift she truly has. Yeah. Uh, so for the viewers and listeners, please check out Remember Me. It could be found literally anywhere. So any streaming service, please check it out and support your girl, Jenny <laughs> Hazel. It just released, and I'm so happy for you. I saw your post, too, in the first week. You had over <laughs> uh, 6,000 streams of, of your music. Yes. Did you expect that many in the first week? I like to keep my expectations not so high, so I get positive uh, surprise in the end. But it was very nice. It made me really happy to see so many people were still like supporting me and like putting their time to listen to my music, taking their time to like listen to it still. You know, because I I put out. An, uh, an EP before and then a few singles including Antisocial Butterfly like leading up to the album and still it makes me always really happy to see that they keep coming back and every time yeah. I release something you know my friends and fans if you want to call them out <laughs> keep coming back to just listen to it it's really nice you're not afraid to put yourself out there and that's the uh, quality of you that I admire because I have a, a a little passion for singing and not nowhere to your level <laughs> a little yeah, passion so, a little passion i'll say are you my hype man <laughs> yeah i'm your hype man you... <laughs> you sing every day <laughs> okay i sing every day okay so we were singing your is, song yesterday <laughs> we were oh my gosh we were singing antisocial really? butterfly yes we were <laughs> we actually are considering okay uh so let me backtrack so i love singing and my husband's coworker is doing like a going away party. He's retiring and he wants to throw together a little band. So he has coworkers mm-hmm. that he asked, hey, you want to play this? You want to play that? He asked my husband to play the piano. And my husband's like, just come over, you know, just hang out. No singer, girl. No singer. And uh, so they're like, <laughs> hey, do you want to sing? And I'm like, uh, sure. Girl, I just have the mic there and I'm doing my thing. But I got nervous. So I don't know how these nerves are ever going to go away. Maybe they're not. Tell me, does that fear ever go away? Like, how do you overcome singing in front of people? Hardly. Uh, it's so there. I mean, I actually have never played like an actual show of like myself with just my songs and in front of a a crowd or something like that so I can't really say but I mean singing in front of friends or I mean we did the Instagram live stream and even singing on the live stream like with a few people not even I didn't even see them you know I was just seeing their comments and was still kind of I don't know maybe kind of nervous to know people are listening I just try to do it anyway, you know. Yeah. I just just do it. Just it will be fine. Just it, because it's something that I love doing, and I I feel like if I really can show people that it's while I do it that it's something that I really love doing, they will notice and they will love it as well. I, like well, I mean, that. I also think if we 
think back to the first times we recorded, it's it's gotten awesome. I mean, you were never like super nervous to sing in front of me, but well, I have you. I, yeah. But yeah, but still, <laughs> but at the beginning, you were still a little nervous. And and you didn't know what we were going to do and we both didn't know where it was going to go and that Mm -hmm. has gotten better. So I think, uh, I think, yeah, the advice, what you also said, is just, you just have to do it. You know, you just have to continue doing it and it'll get, it'll get better at some point. Do you guys like roller coasters? No. I love roller coasters. You love roller coasters? (laughs) I hate roller coasters. (laughs) Justin, have you been on, have you been on one though? Yes, I've been on a couple. I was forced a couple of times. After the roller coaster... Uh, like the one that you didn't enjoy, for example, right after you did it, were you like never again? I was more after the roller coaster. I do feel a little. I did feel a little euphoric. I okay. have to admit, but I just during the roll. I just don't enjoy the ride. Yeah. Of the roller coaster. Yeah. At all. Like the entire okay. one's like super. Like, oh my god, I love this. I love this, and I'm just like the entire time. It's <laughs> yeah. just really not. It's just really not my thing. I. I'm so glad that at the end you said you feel a little euphoric. Otherwise, this analogy would just be trash. <laughs> here's where I'm going with. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so here's where I'm going with uh, when stage fright and performing. Um, you know, doing comedy in front of people, in front of strangers. I'm trying to make strangers laugh, and they don't know me, and they don't know if my jokes are going to be good. It's a terrifying experience to just a thought of it. Most people, they say one of the biggest fears is the um, public speaking, right? So when it comes to performing music as well, it's this fear of like, of the unknown, right? You don't know what's going to happen. What's the worst that could happen, you know, when it comes down to it. The reason I use the whole roller coaster ride, and Jenny, you say you love roller coasters. Um, Mm -hmm. You know that fear that you have when you're going up and it's clicking, 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 clicking. And then as soon as you reach the top, and then and then it just drops. That's almost the same idea um, when you're gonna go in front of a crowd and perform. The euphoria after it's done, it's like the nerves go away as soon as you grab that microphone. It's it, you release you release all that fear. I could see you doing this um, with your album this upcoming year, going up to and setting up like a, a nice lounge. Uh, at a local place and then going flying back to Germany and, and doing like an album presentation and playing your music. I, and I could see it and you're, I think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to, that euphoria, like Justin said, you're going to be like, man, why have I not been doing this this whole time? I think it's going to be something amazing because you have an amazing product. Your product that you guys both made is beautiful. It's clean and it's very professional. Yeah, it's really good. Well, when you, when you make your tour in America... Jenny, yeah. make sure you make a stop here in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The fear of that you describe the roller coaster, like I have that fear during the the whole time when I'm holding the mic. I'm with Jenny, like right right when the roller coaster, you're going up and right when you, it's like, that's the moment I grab the microphone. I'm like, all right, let's go. The fear has been released. I can't do nothing about it. Let's just ride it. <laughs> I do like what Jenny said about, uh, and it's kind of sticking to me, it's if you love what you do, which... You know, we always strive to do the things that we love. It's going to show no matter what's going on in, in your mind, what you're telling yourself in the moment, the fear. So, yeah, I just have to, like, just do it. And I'm trying to train my mm-hmm. brain, too, to see 
uh, ex uh, fear as excitement. Uh, something interesting that I learned is that your body, when it comes across fear and excitement, what's going on inside your body, it, it reads it the same thing. Internally, when you describe fear and excitement, they're, they're like sisters. They're like the same thing. You just have to train your brain of what you're seeing. If fear is what you're feeling, fear to go up, to grab the mic to sing, say no, it's excitement. I'm excited to be here. So I'm gonna take what you said, Jenny, and say I love what I do, mm -hmm. and I'll just do it. It's, it's beautiful what you said because like the, the the excitement, right? Changing it and just swapping it out. We, we started playing your song before we left the house. We started playing Antisocial Butterfly. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, it's in D. It's like I, I wrote a song a long time ago in D. Like I have a few songs that I wrote when I used to, when we were in church. I've never recorded them, never released them. But I get every couple of weeks, every couple of months, I go back and I play them, even though we're not religious anymore and we have nothing against religion. But it's like it's still a beautiful melody that you create, you know. So it's like mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is in D. I love it, and I'm all messing with it, and and uh, and then uh, and then we we head out and. I mean, we had no expectation of what was going to happen. We're, I was just going over to my friend's house. I was going to get on, on the piano. He was going to have somebody on drums. He's a great bass player. He used to play music in Vegas in lounges professionally for 18 years. And he has a whole studio. So we go there, and we're just messing around with some songs. And then I'm like, I looked at Lizzie. I'm like, hey, do you want to sing a song? You want to try one out? And she's all nervous. My friend encouraged her. And it, it was like, boom. Like, she just went off. And we're just singing a bunch of songs, you know, some Selena, some Mariah Carey. And, and man, I, it just, music is one of those things is like you could express it in any language and no matter what. And you could mm -hmm. just sit there and create. Now, I did hear on the podcast the episode where you told Lizzie that you wrote Antisocial Butterfly like in one day. Is that correct? Yeah. Most of my songs, actually. I don't Most know. of your songs. For this album too, for like you wrote them pretty much in one day. Yeah, yeah, mostly I would say. So impressed. Um, I'm always curious about this. Um, when you're writing a song, do you write the lyrics first, or do you create a, uh, or you're playing around and you create a melody and then you put lyrics to it? How does it come to you? So there's obviously no right or wrong way to write music. I know a lot of people have very different uh, focus on the things they want to express. The, like the things they just put more most focus on but for me it has always been the lyric part of my songs and I feel like the only reason why I write music is because I want to express something lyrically so it is always the lyrics first for me most of the times it's actually poems that I love to write I love to write poems I write them all the time and sometimes something like really sticks with me and I will take just one line or one, I don't know, multiple lines or verse or something and write a song around that and then come up with the melody and yeah, the music and stuff afterwards. You have a talent for finding great producers. I mean, the producer who <laughs> did that song, it was different. It was not Justin, but now Justin with this whole album, he helped you. How do you? How did you find Justin for to produce this uh, album for you? Justin and I met in high school, actually. So he has been. We started making music uh, a little bit after we met, but it was almost. I would say it was almost immediately when we met. When I first met, I was. Um, 15 I think. I'm now 21 so it's been a while. 
uh, and we started making my first EP together, which was released before Antisocial Butterfly. Yeah, then Antisocial Butterfly was the only song I made with uh, someone else, but the rest, yeah, the whole album, Justin and I made it together. And I don't know, I just, it was, it's really great because we started making music together and we're still doing it together. And I feel like by this point, he really always kind of knows what I want songs to sound like, or if I like express myself in a certain way, which is like not really in a musical professional terms, but he will still understand what I mean, you know, because we've been doing this for a while. It's really nice. And then you, Justin, were you available? Like, were you working on any projects when she approached you for this project? Well, it's kind of always a process. Um, I was, I'm, or I was studying music production. I finished my music production bachelor's uh, about half a year ago now, and so it was always kind of, yeah. We did the one project, and which I was, you know, always doing it kind of next to school and um, on the side. And then once that was over, it kind of just always kind of directly segues i don't think we ever have a break <laughs> i think the, the product <laughs> just always continue and um we also wrote i don't know did we count we wrote well you wrote so many more songs for this album than we ended up releasing we we found the, i found yeah. a list in our chat from what a year ago i think or even mm -hmm. longer ago where you where she had written me a first draft of okay these 10 songs are going to go on the album and the only song <laughs> which was released, which was on this original draft, was um, Connie's song. And He Isn't You as well. Oh, And He Isn't You. Yeah. We're on the album. It's gotten better now because I moved. I used to live in Darmstadt, as I said. It's close to Frankfurt in Germany. So um, it's about five hours away from Hamburg. And also about five hours away from where Jenny lives in the Netherlands. And so that was always, we always had to kind of coordinate. Okay, either we're both in Hamburg at the same time because we're visiting our families. Or one of us has to go and visit the other. And so that was always kind of the main problem, I'd say, to record music and to, to do it because that's, we have to do it together, of course. And now that I moved back to Hamburg, it's a little easier because Jenny's in Hamburg a little more often than she was in Darmstadt. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's always kind of, it's just, I don't know, she didn't really approach me for the project. It just kind of continued on from the project beforehand. Yeah. And I don't know, I think that's. <laughs> That's always how kind of how it was. Also, the first EP, it kind of just happened out of other little things we were doing and other cover songs we were recording, and it's just kind of, yeah. It was very organic. It yeah, just happens. Sure. Yeah. That's great. For he sure. Isn't You is a very sad song. Uh, it's very deep, um, mm -hmm. and it's it's so real. That's a really good song right there. Yeah. You. Are you going to uh, make more music videos for this album? Like, Do you have a target of how many videos, if you are going to make any? I would love to make more videos, uh, though I'm not sure yet if it is uh, possible. We had, well, Justin has some uh, really nice friends. He knows that are very talented with video videography and just, yeah, also like directing is another subject we have to talk about. So we had a few friends um, who helped us make the video for Dear Window Boy, which was the the single after Antisocial Butterfly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I would love to work with uh, those guys again to yeah. make a new video, but nothing is like very settled yet. I haven't really thought about it yet, but I'm very open to it. You're in the early stages of your career with music, and it's just so beautiful to see how 
your story is landing with the creation of that, this album. I always say you're just super talented, super talented with your creativity, with the little details that you put. We talked about that in your Antisocial Butterfly song with the, the clowns, mm -hmm. how you sprinkle that in throughout. I love the little details that you throw in there because one of your inspiring artists to collab with was Taylor Swift, and she does yeah. that. She, she's great at throwing little hidden messages for her fans oh, yeah. and little details in her songs, and I feel like you do that in, in your music. You throw little mm -hmm. little nuggets there, and with, mm -hmm. with the words of how what it, what they mean. Justin, you sing too. I saw in the video, right? You <laughs> sing too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, more or less. Um, I I can definitely decently carry a tune. I'm I never sang in a choir or anything, so I'm always a little. It's all I'm not the I'm not the most talented, but I did sing. I sang backing vocals on one of Jenny's songs on "To Be Young." Um, on her yeah. first EP, the the one time that uh, that worked out, um, but uh, yeah, no, I I I do, but not I'm not good enough at I'm not good enough at singing harmonies to actually do that, which is sad. I would love to learn that, but um, maybe Jenny, who is the queen of harmonies, has to teach me that at some point. <laughs> but uh, right. I always tell the story about the first time when we recorded the first EP, uh, the first EP together, and I told her. Okay, now sing some harmonies. I think that would sound really good. And she didn't really know what I w wanted her to do. And it was, it took a little while for us to get into groove of harmonies. And um, now most of my projects with Jenny have more harmony tracks in them than anything else. So there's more harmony tracks right. than instrumental tracks or anything in the in most of my song projects. So I have I have songs which have thirty harmony tracks in them. Oh, um, wow. Which um, yeah, yeah, so I created a. I, I created a monster. I was going to say, be careful what you, you asked for, right? But in a very, exactly. I asked for it and in a very good way. So, <laughs> yeah. so when you're producing, um, are you also inputting some, do you, do you play instruments? I do. I do. I play guitar um, decently, I'd say. Um, and, and I took guitar lessons for a long time. I played in a big band mm -hmm. for a long time. Um, and then I can play a little bit of, a little bit of piano you know i can play I can, nice i know my way around the keyboard i'm not very good but i i can play you a chord for sure yeah yeah but it's uh i've i've gotten to become quite good in programming the stuff into the digital audio workstation so oh nice I do a lot i do a lot of the like all of the most of the strings and most of the um, other stuff, it's usually all programmed into the digital audio workstation. Beautiful. There's not very much I really play in. It's, I know, I know some mm -hmm. producers love to have like little drum pads and play in everything with your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. I don't really feel that that much. So most of the time how about there. the piano? Is who's playing the piano in the, most of the it's songs? It's Jenny, really, almost wow. all the time. Yeah, yeah. she nice. usually plays it. She usually plays it in not as a real piano. Sometimes there are a couple songs. Um, I work at a I work at a actual studio as well here in Hamburg, and they, we have a grand piano there, an upright piano there. So I think, which song do we record on the upright piano? I always forget. Was it Dear Window Boy? Yes, yes, I, I think Dear so. Window Boy. Actually, yeah. we recorded yes. there. So Dear Window which Boy, we recorded actually Dear Window Boy. Okay. Yeah, that we actually mm -hmm. recorded on a real upright piano, uh, but most of the time we recorded. Just on these keyboards, which we can then record into a computer, and then we have mm -hmm. I have the MIDI notes, you know, so I've got the digital yeah. notes I can manipulate, and then I can do with that what I will, and then I can yeah, uh, I, I I have all the options, which is of course nice for me, uh, even yeah. though 
the acoustic instruments do sound very nice for certain vibes, for sure. It's just a matter of setting up the microphones and what is yeah. it? One microphone you use or? No, I always use two for stereo. Two of them, okay. So we have you can have nice. the entire stereo image uh, when you when you listen. So the piano's okay. not in the middle, but it's you know out to the side. Wow, you guys that's have great. mentioned the term e- EP, uh, I, th- I believe, in a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means it. Yeah. I, I can uh, EP is uh, it's it's we use it today in a different way than it actually means. EP is basically if you remember old. Um, records you had lps which are the big records and then you had eps which are the small records and ep stands for extended play so you had singles extended play and long play and so today most let's just say spotify and all these other they usually categorize um collections of works up to five songs um as eps and everything more than five songs as albums first thing we released was an ep with my flowers which was an ep because it had five songs and Spotify categorizes that. So if you look on Spotify, it'll always say albums and singles and EPs. And that just means oh, wow. longer, longer that. musical works and shorter musical <laughs> works. I, I didn't know what it, stand, what it stood for, so thank you for that, because um, <laughs> I'm 40 years old and I should have known. <laughs> I remember always buying EP, like I didn't know what it stood for, but um, when I was a kid, I used to buy EPs. Um, you guys are too young to remember this, but kind of like records the smaller records they would sell cassettes inside of a cardboard uh holder and you would slide it out of the cardboard and you would play this cassette and it only had like two songs on each side or three songs so yeah. i would buy those because it was a cheaper version of an album and it would usually in the ep you would get like kind of like the remixes too and stuff like that mm-hmm. um in the 90s uh nice. but when drake came out um several years ago before he had an album, he had an amazing EP, but he called it a mixtape. And, you know, in hip-hop, sometimes it's a mixtape, but um, that EP is what made him blow up. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. I did yeah, not a... know that. Thank you for uh, schooling us here, guys, on, on what that... <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Mathematics. Yeah, you kept yeah. saying that. I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? You know, there's a lot of emotion in this, in this album. Is there any song that brings up emotion or it's hard for even to sing live because it maybe brings up those those strong feelings it has been a long time since we started writing this album so well everything obviously yeah every all the songs are very personal emotional songs and kind of a way for me to yeah cope with certain things that happened uh, in the past but they are like i said in the past so they are very much a long time in the past by now as well. Like we started, or I started writing for this, I think actually almost two years ago. So yeah, it's it's been, I'm not really emotionally um, attached to the songs really in that sense anymore. I love, obviously I love all the songs. I would love to perform all of them. Um, yeah, but I don't think I would have like a hard time really with any Thing that's we kind of thank God passed all of these things. So I don't know. I I don't think any would be extremely emotional for me to sing. And you said you were gonna you love to perform this live. So you, are you throwing it out to the universe again, once again, that you're gonna uh, perform for an audience soon? Yes, universe. I would love to. Yeah, oh. I'm manifesting. Justin, I hope as well. Are you manifesting? Of course, always, always. Yes. Always. Nice. <laughs> 
Are yeah. you guys big on that? Do you guys believe on in manifestation and and p telling the universe what you guys want? I have uh, complicated, mixed feelings about it. I would love to believe that it is true, but I'm also, you know, studying psychology, and so I feel like I'm very much on the scientific side of things rather than the spiritual. But I'm open. I would love. I don't really manifest that actively. I think if you can say, even say that, but I do have the feeling that sometimes stuff just works out the way you wanted it to, and it's happened a couple times um, where stuff I didn't expect, but I really would have liked somehow worked out. Like getting into my bachelor's program for music production studies. Um, I applied and I had an interview, and I didn't really thought it went very well. And in my head, I had already moved on and was considering other options and then I suddenly got accepted and that has now of course kicked off like so much stuff going on in my life and that somehow just kind of worked out. So yeah, I didn't really manifest that but I it somehow worked out very well. I don't know. I'm open. Let's just say it. Well, right I could I see, I see what Jenny is saying the scientific part of it as well because let's say that didn't like if you were into like, you know, what people say the law of attraction or you know, if you say it out loud and you desire it, it's going to happen. And if you were all into that, you would have been like, yeah, I manifested this and I got into the school. But people never take account of the stuff you manifest and don't happen. <laughs> you know, it was like, like, oh, no one ever thinks about like that time you wanted a, um, a chocolate ice cream or something and it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, like it just they, I, I get that whole psychology part of it, too, because there's. Man, I, I saw this um, documentary on, uh, it was called uh, The Secret. You guys ever heard of that? Okay, Very famous book. There are some people on there talking about like, oh, I, I manifested this amount of money and it just appeared. It's like, I don't know. That's more of a religious, superstitious type of thing. Um, I think like, mm -hmm. like you, Justin, uh, you might have felt that you didn't do well on the interview, but all the hard work that you put in for stuff, I think that's the way kind of manifestation, the way I see it at least. You want something, you work hard for it, you know, and, it, and your hard work will pay off. Yes, I truly believe that as well. Manifestation for me is just putting it in your head as a reminder, just focusing on it. Mm -hmm. I, I will have this. I am going to be this. And so you have to put in the work to get there, of course. But it's just telling yourself, because who is your worst critic, your worst enemy sometimes is yourself so if you just keep saying no this will happen this will happen this will happen and then put in the work that's for manifestation what it is uh for myself you guys are so much closer now at working working together and you said you had this list of songs that didn't even make it on this album are, are those maybe songs that you're considering putting in on the next album I was really inspired, or I'm always inspired by Taylor Swift, but this is something I feel always. like... Always. <laughs> yeah, when she did that, so she's re-recording all of her old albums, right? And she's doing for all the albums, she's including like songs, tracks from the vault, which are like songs she wrote in that era, but she didn't include on the final album, and she's releasing them now with the re-recording. And so I found that really, just a really cool way of just giving those songs like a place, like from the vault and putting them, I don't know, on a separate album. I feel like that's really cool. And I was thinking about 
something similar, maybe like a de like a deluxe version or something with like a few songs from the past that they didn't make it. You mentioned you're in H Hamburg. Yes. Do you like living there more than where you were? Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I I was I before I was living in Darmstadt, which was also nice. I did and like Darmstadt for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but Darmstadt is it's close to Frankfurt. I mean, Frankfurt is a big city, but Darmstadt is not really a, a huge city. It's like it has two hundred thousand people, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's still like it's the size where you're like, oh, you missed the last tram. Well, okay, we'll just walk home. It only takes a half an hour. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's still very uh, it's, everything is very close. You know, there's not there's, it's not it's very big and. Um, and Hamburg, of course, now is just a different level of, of city. It's just, uh, you know, the second, city, largest, huh? second largest city in Germany, two million people. Uh, oh, my God. Second largest. Oh, wow. um, you know, after Berlin. Um, and there's just a lot of, yeah, I have a, I moved here as well because I'm, I am now studying a master's degree as well here. But I'm also working in a studio um, here. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Hamburg, of course, is just a very... It's a super beautiful city, and I it's beautiful. So it. it's I I I knew very little. Uh, I like geography. One of the things I like to always oh go to Google Images and look how beautiful this looks. Can you guys see it on your screen? Yeah, you see we that, can, babe. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, cool. And then and then I just You're clicked sharing. on That's Christmas. Awesome. Look at Christmas. <laughs> is it is it all lit up right now? Starting um, the decorations. Some of it's it is beautiful it's, around Christmas. It is yeah. the Christmas markets are quite lit up. The the lighting is a little. Not quite as much this year because of the all of the energy crisis, so people are conserving a little. Um, but the Christmas markets are up and whatever, and that is of course quite yeah. it's quite impressive. Jenny actually, she was here this the last couple of days uh, mm -hmm. just because she there's no real Christmas markets in the Netherlands. Uh, and oh, she there missed, isn't. She missed them yeah, so much, sad. so she came to Hamburg. <laughs> and visited me just to go to the christmas markets <laughs> they don't they don't in the netherlands they don't really it's not a, really a big deal christmas over there no they have like some christmas markets close mm. to the border well it's mm. like a neighboring country so like close to the border you have sometimes <laughs> in bigger cities you have like some germans coming over there and putting some lights up and whatnot but you know i'm yeah from Close to Hamburg, and it's just I love Christmas, and I grew up with Christmas markets, and so I go back every year on winter time because I just there's Germany is just you know the best place to be around Christmas in my opinion. I love oh. Christmas markets, and yeah. I love Hamburg. And yeah, yeah, we love Christmas. It's one of our favorite holidays. We love Christmas so much. Sometimes in the summer, I'll throw in some Christmas music. I'm, I'm weird like that i don't do it around people because that would be really weird that'd be really weird i just do it by myself just throwing a little jingle here and there <laughs> music producer and sometimes if people want to release christmas songs of course you start recording them in the summer uh True. And then you're really sitting there in july and have to listen to christmas music the entire yeah. time because you're and that is that's there's better things to do for sure yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> and at least here christmas is always you know it's really cold here right now. I think it's like minus five degrees Celsius right here, so it's below Owie. freezing. Um, and we have a little, we got a little bit of snow actually the couple of days, which is really nice. So for me, Christmas, you know, it's always been cold. It's always been dark. It's always been yeah. whatever. So um, 
Christmas in the summer just it doesn't work in my head. It just it does it just fights, you know. And I'm sure, in places yeah. like Las Vegas, which is really warm year round, it's not quite as extreme this this uh, yeah. feeling. But for me, like the feeling in the summer, Hamburg in the summer is a totally different place than Hamburg in the winter. They're like it's like two different worlds. Oh yeah. And so yeah, you. Uh, it's like New York City. New York City is beautiful in the summer, but in the winter, it's brutal. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Hamburg is not quite as bad. It's, 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 it's not. The summers are not quite as hot, and the winters are not quite as cold as New York, I think. But it still gets, uh, yeah, minus yeah. 5 Celsius. So I don't know what it would be, 22, I think, Fahrenheit, something like that. It's, uh, it's chilly, for sure. <laughs> um, what What is, uh, for both you uh, and Jenny... And, and you too, Lizzie, I want to ask you guys, since we're talking about Christmas, what is your favorite Christmas song? Be anybody, it could be a jingle, whatever, as long as it's Christmas. What is your favorite? I will start with the Mariah Carey one, All I Want for Christmas. I was actually just looking it up because I didn't know how it's called, but every year I'm listening to Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Oh, yeah. Vendelli. I think it's my favorite song. My favorite Christmas song. Rockin' Around. I always think of Home Alone with that That's one. That's the one. Yeah, true. true yeah. What is your favorite, Justin? Um, I was thinking I not maybe this year won't be quite as much, but the last couple of years it always was quite a long way home for Christmas. It was always a big deal, you know. I packed uh, up my things and I was I went home for probably two weeks. It's probably the longest I was home except for in the summer. Um, and so I always really like driving home for Christmas. Uh, and I think it's from, I think the version I listened to was from Michael Bublé, but I'm not quite sure if it was the, his nice. original, yeah. but probably Great not. Great singer. But uh, the driving home for Christmas, that's always, uh, I don't know, it's always a very calming Christmas song, and I always I always really like that <laughs> sitting on the, in the train on the way home, totally feeling the song in every little yeah. sense. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that song you after connect. the podcast. I've never heard of it. Driving yeah, now you have I'll be home. Oh, that one. That one. Oh, okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that one? No. I, w- I was ah, wrong. driving home for Christmas, I think it's called. Oh, my bad. Uh, and it's a little more. Yeah, it's like you're driving right. Home for Christmas. Oh, no, it's from Chris Rea. I'm sorry. It's from Chris Rea. Is yeah. it this one right here? Yeah. Uh, driving home for Christmas. I, yeah, it's Chris Rea. I'm sorry. It's not Michael Bublé. But I messed nice. up. But yeah, that's a very. Uh, Another, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure Michael Bublé has sung it at some point. He's kind of oh yeah, a Christmas song, hasn't he? Oh yeah. Any Christmas song, I love him. I love Christmas music. And you guys speak English and German. When you guys are around each other, and you know, when you're as you know your friends, how do you communicate? Do you communicate in German or in English or both? In German, well, most of the time. I mean, we are both from Germany, so. It's- mm-hmm. Okay, that's the natural. Justin, yeah, for me, at least, that's just more natural because that's my mother's language. I theoretically, don't care, but we when we we always spoke German when we met each other, so that was just kind of oh yeah normal. Do you ever speak to each other in English? Sometimes. Sometimes it'll be kind of weird. It feels a little weird. <laughs> for example, we did the live stream. We, <laughs> there were there were Dutch viewers as well, um, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or when we're in the Netherlands, and there's. Jenny has a lot of international friends who don't speak German, um, who will be mm. from somewhere else. And so then English is the so, common language, and then we all speak English. Yeah. And it's fine. And I hear I her see. sing in English all the time anyway, so it's not that yeah. weird mm-hmm. either. Yes, that's true. I see. Well, well, because like when Lizzie and I, we both speak Spanish and English, um, you know, our 
even though we live in America, we learn Spanish first because of our Hispanic parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't learn English until I was in kindergarten. And um, Lizzie and I, we just speak to each other in English always. That's our, now it's become, <laughs> you know, since we're in elementary school, it's become our natural first language, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we speak to each other in English, but we went to Mexico a couple months ago, Mexico City. And, you know, we're in a foreign country and we were speaking to, we found each, ourselves speaking in Spanish because I didn't want to, you know, be rude in front of some people just speaking in, in English. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I felt some kind of sort of way like, now nah, I want to speak in Spanish. And, and it just felt a little strange. Just both of us. It felt it like, feel weird. doesn't it feel weird <laughs> when we talk no, to each does. other in Spanish? It's like, who are you? It's like, I, I feel like I I'm don't. pretending. <laughs> Yeah. Even though we're fluent, but it's just weird. That's why I was wondering about you guys if if you ever do it. But I guess it makes sense on the live stream. It's universal, so more people could. Um, you know, everybody seems to understand English, right? I guess English is the common language, uh, like the universal commu- way of communication in Europe. Is that correct? I think most people learn English at the second language in school, at least in most people. the western part of Europe. I mean, I don't know them about the French, but I think probably everyone else. I think. Okay. <laughs> like whether you're in, in 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 Spain or Portugal, almost everybody. Same thing with Mexico. A lot of merchants, a lot of people, they know you want to sell stuff. You learn English, and you know, because there's going to be a lot of American tourists, so that makes sense. There's also just so much going on, and I mean, American culture is also, especially in Germany, it's just so omnipresent for everything, you know, all, oh, really? so much of technology, so many jobs, most uh, most jobs require you to have at least some kind of English proficiency uh, to start. Most university programs require you at least to have a certain level of English, even if you study English, but even like my master's course, which is in German, required me to have a certain level of English proficiency. Because the professors want to be able to give you just English text, you know, English uh, um, research, and just be able to say, yeah, yeah, you can understand that. I don't have to translate it. So English mm-hmm. is just kind of, it's it's definitely the second most common spoken language in Germany. And most Germans, especially younger Germans, can speak English quite well. So because we do have, we started learning English in what, third grade, I think. And we have mm-hmm. to take it all the way up to 12th, to our high school. Um, level you can't can't get rid of it um and so everyone has (laughs) 10 years of english class and then at least no matter how good you are in english at least a little something uh sticks i think (laughs) so you also have another language so we take english and we're also forced to take a second foreign language so you have english and either french spanish or latin but every state does whatever they want so yeah. You can only speak mm-hmm. for Lower Saxony where we went to school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I found uh, a, a comedy club or maybe a few different ones in Hamburg. Really? Yeah. <laughs> comedy you, know, you ever if heard you of these? Ham- if you come to Hamburg, uh, I'll show you around gladly. <laughs> okay, right on. Yeah. Uh, Look at this place. To... Yeah, it looks like there's uh, a place called Schneck? Q. You see it? Yeah, Schnack Stand Up. Schnack Stand Up. Well, that's very funny. What does that mean? Schnack is kind of, um, it's a very northern German word for like casual small talk. 
but it's very mm-hmm. regional dialect. So it's very like uh, you wouldn't say that in the south, but in the north you can say if you you know bisschen bisschen schnacken is just you're kind of talking but without much actual substance to what you're saying. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's kind of what makes it a little funny that it's called schnack stand up because it basically implies that it's not <laughs> actually anything important being said there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the way comedy should be. It should be about nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's why it probably works so well. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. There we go. Learn, learn another thing right there. Do you have you guys considered making uh, music in German? I don't know. It's not really. Uh, it's not really my thing. I love the the German language. It's yeah, my native language. It will always be the language I speak. But making music. Um, it just feels more natural because just everything I listen to is in English. Well, I mean, German music is great. I, I also listen up to a lot of German music, but like the kind of style that I go for in my music, um, the genre is I feel like mostly famously English-based. And so, yeah, I get inspired by English lyrics, by English artists, by American. And so... I just feel more comfortable, I think. I also feel more just international, you know, everybody can understand it. I'm not, I'm not like limited to Germany. That was yeah. a good question. I was, I was thinking about that too. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Going back to the, it's universal. So you put out a German song, Germans will hear it, but you do something in English, same melody, now it's abroad. We would have, you would have never found Jenny if if it was all in German, right? But because it was in English, Antisocial Butterfly, the song, mm-hmm. and not only that, well, it was universal. Let me get to that point. That's how we found it. But one thing I did want to bring up um, is you could have just found Jenny and it could have been uh, the same title as the podcast and the song could have just been like just bland or whatever. It's a badass song. The melody. If you type that song in Google, I mean, in YouTube, there's other songs that come up, which I heard. But I heard Jenny's, and I'm like, this one is my favorite. This one has a little ring to it. I love this one. Mm -hmm. You know, immediately I reached out to her, and I'm like, can I put this on my episode? You know, and then she's like, yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's other songs that say antisocial or antisocial butterfly, but Jenny's sticks out for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I also want to remind our time zone difference. So right now, you guys, it's almost, what, 10 o'clock over there? Almost 11. Almost 11. Oh, my God, almost 11. Jesus, guys. Well, thank you guys for even just staying up with us. Yeah, for, thank you. You know, doing this podcast. What is one exciting thing that you guys did today, now that your day is almost about wrapping up? Well, I was coming home from home. I was going to say, this is my home, but also I live in Germany with my parents. So I was visiting my parents over the weekend and driving back with the car for like four and a half hours. So that's all I did today, pretty much. I had a session last night at a, at the studio, so I was home late, so I didn't really do much else today except <laughs> lazy <laughs> Sundays. Exactly, yeah. I have a lazy lazy Sunday. I was out quite a bit the last couple of days, so I was today. I was recharging, and uh, yeah. this, of course, then is the highlight of the day. I ate. Uh, breakfast and you made me bacon and eggs. That was your highlight. That bacon. was my highlight because uh, <laughs> I woke up um, a little hungover. So 
I needed breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I want to pick your brains more. So I think I would love love to do this again with you guys. You guys are awesome. Great to talk to. Um, Thank you guys for letting us ask uh, all these foreigner questions. Do you speak in English to each other? Do you, (laughs) you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys so much for this opportunity. You guys were amazing. Great energy. Yeah. Please, everyone, again, check out Jenny Hazel's new album, Remember Me, out everywhere. Please go support. Make sure you check out the album. Maybe comment a favorite song from the album. Yeah, favorite song of the album. There you go. That's your favorite, babe. Remember me. So I'm going to leave that in the comments. Yeah, there you go. Thank you again uh, for being here today. Uh, we welcome you guys back. Yeah. Thank you so much. Let's promote your Instagram, your YouTube my name is Jenny Hazel, uh, everywhere on, well, it, it's Jenny Hazel on Instagram, Jenny Hazel on YouTube, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, also just Jenny Hazel. I wanted to say it was really nice talking to you guys. I Last time I already enjoyed it a lot and this time it was great just having a conversation. I love that your husband was here today as well. It was really fun. And <laughs> I would uh, love to know as well from, I always am, I'm so interested in knowing everybody's favorite songs. I think it's always really cool to see like how they, how people relate differently to, to the songs. So it would be awesome to see like more people, more people's favorite songs at the album. Uh, my Instagram handle is sometimes called JT and everywhere else. <laughs> I'm just called JT, but uh, I know from experience it's just typing in JT is quite difficult on Spotify to find me. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'm not I'm not mentioned on Remember Me uh, as an artist anyway. So you can find me in the credits. Um, but yeah, on Instagram nice. sometimes called JT. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's the probably the best place. That's great, uh, Jenny. Are you gonna be up, um, uploading a? Well, you're, you're, I already got you on YouTube Music, which is like Spotify. Um, you, you have your YouTube channel that you uh, – let's promote that. What's your YouTube channel called? Oh, it's, it's, Sam, it's just Sam, Jenny Hazel. Okay, yeah, Jenny Hazel. Okay, okay. I just mm-hmm. wrote down there. Awesome. So you guys go to Jenny Hazel and also subscribe so you can check out her uh, upcoming music videos. I can't wait. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys for checking out this episode.